Welcome to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. I'm your facilitator, Vincent T. Edwards, Mr. Speaker. Going to ask that you please visit the bishop's website at www.robertgrudolph.org. That's robertgrudolph.org. There you can listen to previous episodes of the podcast as well as stay informed of what the bishop has going on, his services, his events. Today's topic on On Point will be a good cause for hope, a good cause for hope coming from the book of Luke chapters one and two. Hello, Bishop Rudolph. Hello, my friend. How are you doing today? I'm doing just wonderful on this Tuesday, this Tuesday when we're going to be dealing with hope. I'm ready to really dive deep into this topic on today, Bishop. So please get us started with prayer. Yes, sir. I sure will. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you, Lord, for allowing me the opportunity to use social media to spread the gospel. Now, God, I ask that you would just be with me and open up our understanding so that we can hear what your word is saying to us individually and to the church as a whole. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. 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 Really want to get into this topic today, Bishop, because as a speaker, I've often been told a goal without a plan is just a wish. A goal without a plan is just a wish. Now, from a biblical perspective, I'd like to understand what's the difference between hope and wishing and then tell us what is life without hope as you go into today's topic, Bishop. Well, first of all, I am going to get that quote from you later on because that that quote will preach and I am going to use that. I'm just telling you right now, I'm going I'm going to use that. That was a good one. there. Bro. Yeah, well, it's not one. mine, but I'll get it to you. <laughs> hey, that'll work. Well, let me do this. Um, hope and wish, wish and hope. Well, I think a wish is, and, and I would suggest that a wish is something that you want, uh, but possibly cannot be given to you or may not be given to you because it's somewhat of a fairy tale. It's somewhat of something that you want, but not necessarily a thing that may be manifested. But hope, on the other hand, is something that you have been promised and it will be manifested. And I think that's the difference between the two. And in the gospel, according to St. Luke, the first chapter and even the second chapter, particularly the 43rd verse, which I'll read in just a minute. Before I get into that, I want you to understand that a lot of times we trivialize Christmas and it is about Santa Claus. It's about Frosty the Snowman. It's about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And although I love that name. Uh, but uh, Rudolph, it's not about Rudolph. Uh, it's about a hope that was given to our world. And hope is one of the greatest needs of the human heart and one of the greatest messages of the Christmas story. So uh, let's talk about hope and, and talk about the hope that Christmas brings. Let's look at Luke 1, Gospel according to St. Luke 1. And I'm going to read uh, the forty fifth verse. And this is what it says. Now, now to give you a background of all of this, we know that Mary, the angel had appeared unto Mary, told her that she was blessed and highly favored, said that she is going to have a son. Not only did he give you, give her spiritual confirmation, 
that the Holy Spirit would overshadow her and she would conceive a son and she was going to call his name Jesus. But he also gave her the natural proof of the fact that uh, your cousin Elizabeth, who is much older than you, your cousin is going to have a child. As a matter of fact, she is with child now. And uh, in a few months, she will give birth to a child. And she was a, a woman of an older age and uh, beyond the childbearing years. Mary was given natural as well as spiritual proof that this was going to happen. And the Bible says that the next day, Mary went into the hill country and she finally got to the house of Zacharias and uh, Elizabeth. And the Bible tells us the moment that her voice gave salutation to Elizabeth, the babe that was within Elizabeth leaped with joy, and the fact that Elizabeth received and was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she said, blessed are thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And then it comes down to the 45th verse, and I love this, where it says in Luke one forty-five, and blessed is she that believed for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Again, I want to read that one more time. There shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And so I would just suggest that that particular verse of scripture gives us hope that what has been promised in the Old Testament through all of those leaders, those prophets who spoke of the future, that Jesus was coming, that the Savior, the Messiah was coming. And now Mary sees that it's coming to fruition, the fact that there will be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And to me, that's the beginning of the hope of Christmas. So it that hope from what I see is not just wondering whether or not something is going to take place, but it is solid. It's something that you can, as we say, bank on. It is going to happen because what comes to light in my mind is a verse that says all the promises of God are in him. Yea, and amen, meaning that if God has said something for our hope is just looking for that day for it to actually come to pass. Exactly. That is correct. Hope is a confident expectation that God will not think about, but that God will fulfill his promise. And when Mary, the mother of Jesus, met her cousin and the fact that it was said, blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished uh, using uh, a translation of the Bible, the New International Translation of the Bible. And, and that's the language of hope. That's the language of hope. That That is hope is believing that what the Lord has said to you will be accomplished. Uh, we need confident expectation. I expect that this is going to happen. I expect him to fulfill his promise. I expect it to happen. It's just like when you come into the worship at a local uh, sanctuary at a local congregation, a uh, place of worship at your church. If you go there and you just go there to hear a hymn and hear the message and go home, that's all you're going to receive. But if you go there in expectation that my spiritual needs will be met, believe you me, you will not leave there the same way you came. 
there will be a difference. There will be a change. So hope to me, uh, the initial definition of hope is the fact that is it is a confident expectation that God will do what he says he's going to do. He is going to fulfill his promise. It may not seem like it at the moment, but God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. He will fulfill his promise. And then the second attribute of hope is that hope trust in God in spite of the problems. I want everyone to think about that for a minute. Hope trust in God in spite of what it looks like. Hope trust in God. Let's look at Luke the second chapter and the 25th verse and I believe it will explain even to a greater detail what I'm mentioning. And behold there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon and the same man was just and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And and in this particular passage of scripture, we find a man who had been promised that he will see the consolation of Israel. He had been promised that he would see the Messiah and he just happened to be in the temple. And at this point in this gentleman's life, I would imagine that he was almost at death's door. He was almost at a point where he would never see the future. But he saw the promise because when when the Spirit of the Lord led him into the temple on that particular morning, the parents of Jesus came into the temple and they took he took him up into his arms and he blessed God. And he said, Lord, you now can allow me to depart in peace because I have seen your promise. And that's a powerful verse of scripture. So I want you to understand that hope, trusting God in spite of the problems, the whole entire Christmas story is a fact that there are some issues there. There are some situations there. There was no room in the end. Uh, There was a situation with Mary being found with child before Uh, They had consummated the marriage or that they were married. It was a lot of things happening here. But the Bible tells us that there was a man called Simeon and he was a righteous and he was a devout man and he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him and Simeon was waiting and believing. That's hope. When you wait and believe in something, that is hope. His hope was not based upon a denial of the problems of the day, but rather on the decision that God told him, that God promised him this was going to happen. And guess what? It did happen because he did see the consolation of Israel. He did see the promise that the that the prophets had spoke of so many, many years before. So hope trusting God in spite of problems. You have to expect it. You have to live in confident expectation that it will happen. But most importantly, you trust in God in spite of the problems. Uh, My credit may be bad, but God is going to bless you or any individual uh, with something that he wants them to have. Uh, It's wonderful when you can go into the bank and you can receive favor from the person uh, that is allowing you to get the loan or allowing you to get whatever it is that you, you desire or that you need. 
uh, and and other situations might be in the way. But God blesses you. Uh, The Bible tells us that favor will just run upon us and it will grab us favor given unto us. And so in spite of the problems, this man saw the promise. And that's what the cause of hope is all about. Truly, 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 that concept of hope is truly believing in something that's going to take place. And God fulfilled his promise from Genesis by allowing his son to be born during this season in which we celebrate Jesus himself. The birth of Christ is the fulfillment of of that hope the fulfillment of all the promises and it brings to mind the song my that with the lyrics my hope is built on nothing less than jesus blood and righteousness your hope is built on that foundation of jesus christ and his truth from a natural perspective bishop what is life like without hope and that person that feels hopeless what can they do well first of all i would hate to live a life where I had no hope. I had no joy. I had nothing to look forward to. And those people who do not have Jesus in their lives, if you do not have uh, Christ in your life, you are living a life without hope. And the Bible tells us that we are most miserable because we have a life without hope. But the moment you give your life to God, the moment you uh, ask him into your life and ask him to forgive you of your sins and you live for him, you have a hope and an expectation of the future that things will get better, that you will uh, receive eternal bliss with him. That is so important for us to understand. And, and the third point I want to bring to you is that regardless of what it looks like, Hope trusts God and it transcends our understanding. I cannot, I cannot understand how a person could live without God, could live without Christ, could live without hope, could live without expectation. But I'm telling you right this moment that you cannot do that. But the moment you have expectation, God helps you each and every day. So hope trusts God, even when you can't understand it, even when your expectation doesn't make any sense at all. I cannot expect to do certain things naturally, but with God, I can expect him to do what he says he's going to do. Uh, So again, hope is just a confident expectation that God will fulfill his promise. Hope trusting God in spite of the problems, and then Hope trusts God to transcend the understanding and the expectations that we have as humans. We only have a certain understanding as humans, but because of the God that we serve, all things are possible with God. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. That hope that you're talking about today, trusting in God when it seems impossible, Bishop, brings to mind the event between Abraham and Sarah. Abraham had been promised a a son, the son of promise, but yet he was way past childbearing years, he and Sarah, but God fulfilled his promise. And so over in Romans, it talks about this hope that Abraham had. It said, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. That is powerful when we talk about hope, Bishop. Romans 4 and 18, who against hope believed in hope 
talk to us there. That, I mean, that's some strong trust and belief in something that naturally, meaning producing a child, was physically impossible. But as you said earlier, without with God, nothing shall be impossible. That is some hope right there, Bishop. Yes, sir. That's hope against hope because you don't know how God is going to do it. You don't know how he's going to make a way out of no way. You don't know what window is going to open. But when you live with expectation of it happening, you just know. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know it's coming from the east, the west, the north, the south. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't even understand why God would even put this in my mind to even remotely believe that this could happen because I know the understanding of it as I look at it from a human perspective. But when God promised us something, he didn't tell us how he was going to do it. He just said that it's going to happen. And the situation with Abraham and Sarah is the fact that he promised Abraham, you are going to be, you are going to be a father of many nations. Forget the fact that you don't have any children right this moment and forget the fact that you are older and that you are beyond childbearing years. Forget all of that, because right now I told you it's going to happen. Now just have the faith to believe that it's going to happen. And even when Abraham's faith was challenged by him having to give up his son as a sacrifice as he thought, but in the process of doing it, God allowed a ram to be in the bush so it could be sacrificed instead of his son. It's just the fact that you move into the direction of doing what God wanted you, wants you rather to do. And so that's why every day I hope against hope. And that's why I expect God to do what he said he was going to do, because my past experience has taught me that if he said it, it's going to happen. And you can't figure it out. You can't phantom it. You have to just believe it's going to happen. There's going to be a ram in the bush somewhere. There's going to be an opportunity open up somewhere. There's going to be a door. There's going to be a window. Something is going to happen, but he will do exactly what he said he was going to do. That is absolutely profound today, Bishop. The concept of hope and living a life without hope is miserable. For that person that's listening today, listening to this podcast, you do have hope and that hope is in Jesus Christ. This time I want to allow for at least two questions. If anyone has a question for the bishop today concerning a cause for hope, not only a cause, but a good cause for hope. Anyone have any questions today? All right. Everybody is enjoying the conversation today. Bishop, give us some closing remarks, some conclusions, some some steps we can take today to increase not only our faith, but hope and help others to have hope. Well, what I have found is when you develop a relationship with someone, you know them in a different sense. And that's how I my relationship with God is. I know him. I know he's a deliverer because he has delivered me. I know he's a way maker because he has made a way for me. I know he is a healer because he has healed me. And so because of my past experience, I can expect him. I can hope and believe that it's going to be done because of my relationship with him. 
My experience has taught me that it's going to happen because he said it in his word. And he cannot lie. He literally cannot lie. What he says, what he promised, it will come to pass. And I want to encourage everyone as we leave today, I just want to encourage you, whatever God has promised you, just like he did Simeon, just like he did Mary, just like he did for Joseph and others, whatever he has promised you, it will come to pass. It is so. It is done. It it, it has no way of going in the opposite direction. It's going to happen. And if you keep on believing, you will see that it will come to fruition. Thank you so very much, Bishop, for this discussion today on A Good Cause for Hope. I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to us as we record today's broadcast. Remember, you've been listening to On Point. On Point keeps you focused in the right direction. Please check out the Bishop's website at robertgrudolph.org. That's robertgrudolph.org. There you will find previous episodes of this podcast, and you'll be able to stay informed of what the Bishop is doing. Thank you once again. You've been listening to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction.